Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the This Southern Girl Can Show, the podcast that covers it all with a sweet Southern accent. Your host, Amber, is a successful YouTuber and published author who teaches others to craft, cook, run a business, and balance a hectic lifestyle. Check her out on Facebook, YouTube, and all other forms of social media under the same name as this podcast, This Southern Girl Can. You can also check out her website at www.thissoutherngirlcan.com. And now, here's Amber. Hey, y'all, it is Small Business Saturday. And on Small Business Saturday, I give you hints and tips on how to get your small business off the ground and keep it off the ground. I also have some coffee over here, so I'm going to pause every now and again and drink some coffee. But two things I'm going to be talking about tonight. One, once again, I'm going to try to help you with Instagram. I know a lot of people out there are saying, well, Amber, you talk about Instagram a lot. Listen, in my opinion, Instagram is the hardest of all the social media networks to build. I do work a lot of one-on-one with people, teaching them how to grow their Instagram, how to do this, and I'm going to be very blunt. People don't listen. People are going to take your your words and it's going to go one, in one ear and out the other, and then they come back to you a week later. Well, how come this? Well, did you listen to what I said the other day? Because then I go and I check out their Instagram, and it's pretty obvious that they did not listen, Okay. So when I talk about Instagram, I want you to please listen. My Instagram has grown very rapidly in a very short period of time because I started implementing new techniques and new things that I had not been doing before. Things that I knew that I should be doing, but you know, life gets in the way and we can all agree that life can get in the way. You get busy and you hyper-focus on one thing and other things kind of fall to the side. So I've kind of like revamped my little personal schedule I started putting in more effort into Instagram and it just took off. So I think I know a thing or two about that. Another one was, someone was asking me about drop shipping. Long story short, I'll try to keep this part short. So there was this Etsy shop that had hit like seven figures last year. And she was, you know, she's like, well, you know, this is not handmade. You can tell it's not handmade and you can this and this and that. Uh, Baby, you know, Etsy, and this is why I talk about Etsy, my chair is squeaking every time I move, bless its heart. Um, this is why I talk about Etsy. Etsy used to be a wonderful sales platform for people that sold handmade items. You know, people that had talent, people that, you know, did things like that. And now it is flooded with digital downloads. It is flooded with SVGs. It is flooded with people importing ribbon and deco mesh and yeah, they do have a section for supplies. They do. I'm talking about bare bones Etsy when it used to be just for artisans, you know, and crafters. And, you know, checking out the store, the store's been around for quite a while. And it, if I'm not trying to sound pretentious here, but if it has taken you years and years to hit six figures or even seven figures, you're, I, I think your beginning strategy wasn't all that great to begin with. And she was pretty upset about this, right? Well, I'm never going to make that kind of money, you know, and I could use this and you know, this and this is listen to me. I want you to listen to me very carefully. Checking out the shop. Um, it's pretty obvious they were on the supplies side of things. Okay. And these people import from China, okay? <laughs> a lot of people out there rolling their eyes. You know, when you buy your decomission, your ribbon and your supplies, you know, and this and this. Yeah, it, it comes from China. Um, you can import all this stuff. They pay um, around 45 cents 
sometimes less, sometimes a little more. I know, I know all about the importing business. Like I said, I do it myself. Um, and then they mark it up to nine or $10 a roll. Why do they mark it up so much? They're not making any money. When you're on Etsy, you have to pay, you know, per listing. They have, Etsy has so many fees. Etsy has so many fees. Like I said, I started um, selling on Etsy a year after Etsy started. I was with Etsy pretty much from the beginning. And I stopped a few years ago because I think Etsy's ridiculous now. Not only that, you have to pay shipping, you know, and your customs and your import fees and all this and all that, depending on where you're ordering from. Depending on where you're ordering from, you have to pay all this stuff. And you're losing money that way. And then when you import, like, these massive amounts of items... You have to pay for storage somewhere. What, you're going to put that in your basement? Yeah, I don't think so. You have to pay for a storage building somewhere to house it, okay? Now, even if you don't pay for storage, there are many companies out there that you can send your items to. They will hold it in like your own little, your own little locker, I'm going to call it. And then when they receive an order for you, they go to your little locker, they pack up your stuff, and they ship it out to your customer. You have to pay for that. You know, you have to pay percentages or a lot of these places you pay a flat fee. Um, and then when you, when you factor in the time, you know, that a lot of people, because some of these people, you know, ship things out from this place. And then it's a lot of time spent on the computer. It's a lot of time spent, you know, negotiating time and prices and all that. They're not making as much money as you think they are. Okay. So when you see these things and you, you feel like, whoa, I could never do that. I'm going to tell you something. You could have an Etsy shop, a Shopify store, your own website. You can make a quarter of the sales that these big sellers have. And you could be bringing in double the money depending on what you're selling and where you're getting it from. Okay? So there's that. And I've said this in past episodes. I'm going to say it again. Please stop comparing your day number one to someone else's day 100. Or like in this person, like their day few thousands. Okay, like I said, because it appeared to me, and I won't give the name of the shop because she probably won't like that. <laughs> but um, it looks to me like she had a very slow burn. And if she would have known how to use SEO, she would have known how to use websites, and she would have known how to properly use social media instead of probably relying on Etsy ads. Because you got to remember, a lot of these people pay for Etsy ads. She would have made a lot more money in a lot less time. Okay, so there's that. Stop comparing yourself and stop being intimidated when you see these people, these numbers. These people, a lot of times they throw these numbers around. They're bragging. They're bragging. Okay. <laughs> um, fake money is loud. Real wealth is quiet. Okay. And they're not doing it to be inspirational. They're doing it to rub it in your face and then say, oh, well, I can tell you how to do it too if you give me some money. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, if you took my course, I had so many people asking me, um, you know, I have, everyone has like different age groups that they appeal to, that they teach. And my age group, a lot of people, they don't know how to use social media. So, you know, I had a very short, sort of like a crash course to show them, you know, how to get started with social media and like, like the bare bones stuff, you know, but once you learn the bare bones stuff, you know, the rest of it comes kind of easily. You just have to keep yourself updated and you have to keep yourself educated, and that is the whole point of this podcast is me trying to help you stay up to date. Because maybe you don't have time to click around, you know, um, and, and see what all is happening on Instagram. Maybe you don't see the new trends, you know. Maybe you're working a full-time job and then you got to come home and you got to cook and clean your house and take care of kids and do homework, you know. 
and you just maybe listen to me on your way to work and maybe you know I can I can kind of help you stay up to date that that's my goal anyway to try to help make your life easier everybody's life needs to be made easier and that's kind of like my goal here so now that we have that out of the way about me telling you to please stop comparing yourself you're just you're going to upset yourself you're going to depress yourself stop doing it no one out here is your competition the only competition you have is the person that you are today, the person that you were yesterday, and the person that you can be tomorrow. That's your only competition. And the only person that can do anything about that is you. So now that I've got that out of the way, let's jump on and talk about Instagram. All right. Just had coffee break and now I'm back to talk about Instagram. So you remember me talking a while back about when Instagram rolls out their new features, you need to jump on those features as soon as you find out about them and you need to try to start using them because Instagram does tend to favor people that try out their new features over accounts that don't. They will push you to the top if you try their new features. If you don't, they will try to like bury you and push you down to the bottom. That's just the way it works. They want people on their platform. And if I owned Instagram, I, I would be the same way, you know? They work to put out these new features. And if you're not going to take your business or the platform seriously, you know, then squish you down to the bottom. And we're going to promote the people that do take this platform seriously. So there are a few new features, few new things out there on Instagram. And what I saw the other day that I really thought was kind of cool is something called Grooves. Okay. Now what Grooves is, is when you upload a video Instagram will automatically sync your video to sort of like pulse and move and groove with audio that you select through Instagram and it makes it look like you have spent an hour editing a video to move in time with the music and you didn't. Instagram does it for you. So when you hit that little plus button, you know how you upload a reel. When you hit that little plus button to upload a reel, and then you're going to start scrolling through your phone to see which photos or videos that you want to add to your reels. You're going to look up at the top when you, when you click it and it's going to show you all the little thumbnails of all the videos and photos that are on your phone. Look up above those photos and you're going to see this little tab that says grooves. And then you're just going to click on grooves and it's going to show you the videos on your phone, not photos. It has to be a video. Okay. So you click on grooves. And then it's going to show you videos that it will work with. So I'm going to try to turn my phone down here so y'all won't hear it. And I just clicked on a video of mine and I see it playing. Then I'm going to click on the add button. And it says getting your video ready. And it's going to divide your video up into three little sections. And it's running, it's running, it's running. And I'm sitting here looking at it. So it's going to take it a second to run because it has to like analyze your video and then it's going to give you a list of suggested songs below your video. So you can just scroll and you can use their suggested songs or you can click the little search tab and you can find whatever song, you know, that, that you want it to go with. And it will automatically sync your video to that song. You don't have to know how to edit videos. That's a lot of things that people ask me about. Well, what do I use to edit videos, you know, to make them look cool? That's what a lot of people say, to make them look cool. I don't know how to do that. I don't have video editing skills. And that's okay. A lot of people don't. Y'all know I love to edit videos. It's what I do for a living. I love to edit videos. I love graphic design. But you know what? I am so happy. I'm just so happy that 
these platforms are coming out with these tools to make it easier for people because so many people are intimidated by this. They're like, well, I can't do that because I don't know how to, I don't know how to make cool videos. You don't have to know. It'll do it for you, you know, so you can grow your business even more. And it, it kind of does that work for you. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to like in splice, I can sync videos to music and you know, y'all probably seen like my little short clips where I put a bunch of photos and then they automatically shift from photo to photo to photo with the music. I do that in Splice and it takes a minute to do that, okay? So now with Instagram, with this new feature, you, you can do that. You can do that yourself. You don't really have to have any experience, which is, which is kind of awesome. The next thing that I thought was really cool, and there, there's been a few new features. I'm not going to go over all of them in this episode of this podcast, though, but they do have a Reels QR code, okay? So I think we all know what a QR code is. If you don't know what it is, it's a little square symbol full of little little bitty squares, you know, in a little design. And when someone scans that with a QR reader on their phone, it takes them to a website or it takes them to whatever area of the internet is connected to that particular QR code. So now you can hook a QR code to your reel. So you go, you know, to your, um, the little three dots or whatever you're viewing it on to make a reel. And then you just select where it says QR code. Then you can save the QR code of the reel to your camera roll. You can add that to your marketing material. You can add it to presentations. You can add it to your media kit. If you don't have a media kit and you're serious about your business, you need to make a media kit, go do that in Canva. But anyway, <laughs> back to Instagram. So that's, that's just another helpful little thing that is all inclusive in the app instead of you having to go to an external site to get a QR code and implement it. It's just, it makes it easier in my opinion. It just, it just makes it a lot easier. So those were some, um, some cool little things there. Now the next thing is hashtags. Okay. And I'm very guilty of this. Um, sometimes I just get lazy and I have in the notes section of my phone, let's say if I put up a Christmas wreath, I have like a list of hashtags, um, in my notes that I just copy and paste for Christmas wreaths. And you don't want to use the exact same hashtags all the time. You need to mix it up a little bit. But anyway, and I see people like maxing out their hashtags. Don't, don't do that. I always say to not max out your hashtags. Number one, it looks terrible. And number two, it, it, you're not going to get any more viewers maxing out your hashtags than if you just use a handful of strategic hashtags, okay? So strategic hashtags, you want to have at least five strategic hashtags on each one of your posts, your videos, whatever it is that you are wanting to get seen. Okay. So the number one hashtag is what, what is your content or your topic about? Okay. That needs to be number one. Number two is your industry. What are, what are you in? Are you a social media manager? Lots of those cropping up. Are you a social media manager? Are you a YouTube content creator? Are you a yarn spinner? Are you a jewelry maker? You know, are you an artist, mechanic, doctor, lawyer? What are you? That needs to be a hashtag. Now, what about your location? That's the third one. And I'm not saying to give your specific location. I always say use like the next biggest city from where you are. Okay, when you think about your state, when you think about your state, I want you to think of maybe two or three major cities where if you said the name of that city to someone, they'd be like, oh yeah, I know where that is. You know, I'm in North Carolina. You know, I would say Raleigh, which is our capital, you know, Charlotte. Um, I live near Asheville. I use Asheville a lot, you know. 
Um, so I would use one of those. Now you can put it with the state, like Asheville, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Chicago, Illinois. You know, put the the city with the state. Now number five, you can get online and look Google this like special events for that particular day. It's like a national something day every single day. I know this this has gotten out of hand with the national days. Well, like we have like national uh, national mashed potato day, national bubblegum day, national ice cream day, coffee day, you know, all kinds of stuff. Look it up and see that particular day, what that day is. You can type Google like what national day is it today, <laughs> you know, and um, you can bring up a calendar of that. Use that as a hashtag. Okay, because people want to have fun. People are so sick and tired of of the rat race out there. And when they take a break and look on their phone, they want to have just a little bit of fun. They might, they might look up National Ice Cream Day or National Best Friends Day, whatever day it is. You can utilize that to your advantage, okay? So going back to your target audience. So we've, we've got five here. Let's talk about the target audience. One, you need a hashtag that talks about your topic. The second hashtag you need your industry. The third hashtag is your location. Like I said, a major city and the state. Fourth hashtag is going to be your target audience. The fifth is going to be whatever special day it is that day. Now your target audience, um, let's say that you are an artist, you could hashtag art lover, art lovers, you know, things like that. Things that I would say, hmm, I'm an art lover and I'm looking for a piece of art. You know, let me see what other art lovers out there are looking at. You know, you, you can use that to your advantage. Now, when you're using these keywords, then you're going to have to do a little bit of research. This is where the footwork comes in. And when I say that I had a list of hashtags in my notes, you can run with those hashtags for a few weeks, okay? Except for like whatever national day it is, okay? You're still going to have to keep an eye on that. But like your target audience and your location, that's not going to change, right? And I'll, let's talk about why you need to put your location here in a little bit. But when you're researching these keywords, you know, you can get on Instagram and type in the hashtag and see how many results it gets, like 1 billion results or 1 million results. You don't want to use those. Okay, like hashtag home decor. I want you to look that up because last time I saw that was like over 120 something million. And then like life, look up the word life, love, craft, art paint, bead, you know, simple words like that. You do not want to use those unless you have a huge account yourself. And when I say a huge account, I have, um, as of right now, I have a little over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. I do not consider myself to be a large account. If you have a large account getting tons of engagement, then yeah, you can use hashtags that have, you know, lots of returns. But if you are small, then you, you don't want to do that. Okay. You don't want to do that because you are just going to be, instead of a needle in a haystack, you're going to be a needle in a stack of needles. Okay. So stacking your hashtags and stacking hashtags is wonderful for small accounts. And when I say small accounts, um, let's say under 15, 20,000 followers, I consider that to be a small account. And then over that, you'd be like a medium account, and then, you know, you get into the great big huge accounts. But this right here, this technique works really, really good. When really, really good, it works really well. Oh my goodness, <laughs> my country is coming out. It works well when you have between one and 10,000 followers, okay? So let's say that you look up a hashtag 
And that hashtag, you know, has around 10,000 uses, okay? Then use, use a handful of those. You can use five of those, okay? Now look for a hashtag that has about 50,000, anywhere from 10 to 50,000 results for that one. Use no more than five of those. You can use a little bit more, but I'm, I'm trying to think here about what numbers, and there are no exact numbers, okay? There are no exact numbers. I'm just kind of giving you a rough estimate. So if you look up a hashtag and it has you know, 50 to 100,000 results, use four or five of those. Now, now we're getting into the bigger ones, okay? You look up a hashtag and it has between 100 and 500,000 views you or, you know, hits on it. Don't use very many of those. Use one or two, okay? Anything over that, I suggest maybe only using one because it may be luck that you get seen in somebody's algorithm. But for the smaller ones, try to keep it to around five, four or five. Um, like I said, we'll go over it again. Anywhere between one and 10,000, use five. Between 10 and 50, maybe use five of those. Between 50 and 100, use five of those, four or five. You don't have to max these out every single time. I think the maximum amount of hashtags you can use on Instagram is like 15. And I, I don't like using all those. Some people do. Some people love maxing them out, okay? If you want to max out your number of hashtags, go ahead and do it. I don't like doing it. <laughs> I don't suggest doing it, but some people just get hashtag happy. And then the bigger ones, anything over 100,000, only use one or two of those. And when you're adding these hashtags, for the love of humanity, stop putting your hashtags in the comments. Why are you doing that? Why are you putting your hashtags in the comments? I did a little experiment a while back and I'd have to go back and look at my post to see just how long ago I did this. I stopped putting hashtags in the actual post and I put them down in the comments. And let me tell you, <laughs> that is not a good thing to do. It does not help you. You have to put it up in the caption for SEO purposes. Okay, putting them down in your comments, it's not going to get recognized as keywords. Anything that is within your post on Instagram is going to be marked as keywords. Nothing in the comments is going to be marked as keywords. Okay, so let's say that you post a picture of a dog and then you're going to put in your caption, this is my dog. He is so wonderful. He's a, he's a pit bull, blah, 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 blah. Now I want you to hit that return. Return, return, return. Don't put your hashtags like right up and underneath your captions. I've experimented with that too. It, just, it doesn't look very nice. And then I've also been experimenting lately with not putting a caption at all and just putting hashtags. And then I've been experimenting, experimenting with emojis as a caption and no hashtags. I'm experimenting with my account all the time. So I know what to tell y'all. But when you're adding your hashtags to your captions, you don't want to put it like right up and underneath your words you know, hit that space a few times and bring it down so that if somebody is scrolling and they want to read the caption on your photo, they're not automatically bombarded with a bunch of hashtags. Okay? Stop doing that. And also stop putting hashtags in your bio. Why are you doing that? Do you know what hashtags are? Hashtags are little clickable words. And if you put your hashtags like cram it up in your in your post and if you put your hashtags up in your bio you are just inviting somebody to click on that and take them away from your profile you don't want to take people away from your profile 
You want to keep your hashtags hidden, but still in your post so that the Instagram algorithm can pick them up. Now, going back to the hashtag when it comes to your city and your state, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of um, event organizers that are looking for people to come to their events, to speak at their events. And the way that they find people is they use hashtags of cities and states. Okay, and then they're going to see one hashtag and then they might be checking out somebody's profile and be like, oh, well, you know, they're not of interest to us. And then they're going to see maybe the city and state hashtag in their profile because that's how they found them to begin with. Right. And they're going to click on that instead of going back and typing in the hashtag again. They're just going to click on that hashtag in that person's post. And this is how people find other people in their area. They don't care if you live in some tiny, tiny, tiny little town because the people that live in those tiny little towns, they're going to just use the name of the of the big cities, okay? Like Charlotte, Raleigh, Minneapolis, you know, all that. They're going to use the names of the big cities and the states to find people. That's why if you are the type of person that wants to get into that, if that's what you want to do, then you need to do this. If, you, if you're like me and you try to avoid people and you would rather just go out in the dark of night and... <laughs> not have to talk to anybody, then, then don't put that anywhere. And people won't find you like that. Okay. So that, that's just another, another thing with hashtags that can be very, very useful in growing your business. Mistakes on Instagram. The hashtags are a big mistake. Okay. And someone had just asked me not too long ago, well, my Instagram's not growing. I'm like, well, let me take a look. Okay. Your Instagram's a mess. When, when I go to your Instagram, all that I see on your profile grid was like just, it, it was, it was just such a mess. It was like just a video, 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 video. Where are the pictures? Because I'm going to tell you something. Yes, everything is headed towards video, but, uh, and I was very guilty of this a while back. My Instagram was a mess. And then I kind of honed everything down. Okay, what do I like to post about? If y'all follow me on social media, you know what I post about. Funnies and crafts. I like to be funny. We all need a little bit of humor. Life sucks right now. We all need a little bit of humor. So if you look at my Instagram, you're going to see something funny with the, a black background, white lettering. Okay. And then the next post that you see is going to be a craft. The next post is going to be a black background with white letters. And it's going to be something funny or something informative or something that I really need people to know. But I alternate these things and it gives a very clean, a very sleek looking grid. When you go to my profile and you look at it, it's very organized and I like it that way. I like things to be organized. And then you go to some of these people's Instagrams and it's like, whoa, it's just a whole bunch of video, video, video. It's, it's not clean. It's not organized. It, it looks very sloppy and very messy. Not everyone wants to watch video every single day. Okay. Everybody doesn't want that. Sometimes people just want to relax and they just want to scroll and see a picture of your dog, a picture of your craft, a picture of something that, you know, you baked that day. Maybe they're not in a position where they can watch videos. Everybody can watch videos, but maybe they can't hear the videos. And we all know that the little automated captions that pop up are not always in sync with what you are saying. <laughs> it, it's not. And then people are going to be like, what is she talking about? I need to listen to the actual video. And then, yeah, they'll just scroll on past and then they forget to come back and listen to the video and they want to see a picture 
or if you can convey your information in a photo, then do that. And it just looks neater. It's like, you know, I went back, like I said, and was looking at some of my older posts. I'm like, wow, this is a daggum mess. And you can start this at any time to clean up your Instagram profile. But don't go back and delete your old posts. Don't do that. You are going to kill yourself in the algorithm because even though you may not think it, your old posts are still helping to push you out there. Okay. And if you go back and you delete those old posts and somebody coming along and, and scrolling, you know, if this is a big long conversation I could go into about this. Wow. This is a new account. They've got 10 posts and they've got all these followers. They're either buying their followers or this is not a very legit account. No, you need to leave up your old posts. And I'm going to tell you, cause I have a lot of sponsors. Okay. I have a lot of sponsors that pay me money to promote things for them. And they will go back to the beginning of your Instagram account. They want to see your old post. Okay. Because like I said, if they just come on, oh, well, they've got five posts and all these followers and this is terrible. You know, they're going to think that you're buying your followers, which some people out there do that. And you'll crash your account doing that. Don't do that. But leave up your old post. You can start at any time to you know, to post new things, to rearrange things the way that you want to. But for the love of humanity, do not go back and delete the old stuff. Another mistake that I see people making on Instagram is why are you putting links down in the captions of your photos? You know darn well you cannot click on links on Instagram if you absolutely have to do that. There's really no reason why you should have to do that. Not not when we have Linktree, okay? Linktree, you can go and just, just go check it out. I'm not going to get into Linktree right now, but I love Linktree. I use it all the time. So there's no sense in you having to put a link down in the caption of a picture or even in the comments or in the comments of a reel or the comments of a video. Nobody can click on it. <laughs> so it needs to be so incredibly short that people can remember it. Or just don't do it at all. I think it looks tacky. I think it looks like you're not paying attention to what you're doing, honestly. Okay? So just stay away from it. Don't don't put links anywhere on your Instagram stuff. I always say, like, the link is in my bio. If somebody's on Instagram, they need to know or they should know where a bio is. I mean, it's at the very top of the page. They should know this. And you're allowed to put one link there. That is where I put my link tree link. So that when you click on that one link, it brings up however many other links you want people to see. That is very, very useful. Don't put them in the captions. Another mistake is with reels. You're either not using them enough or you're using them too much. So I don't mean like, well, using reels too much. Now, using reels is a really excellent way to get new people to your Instagram profile because you can use hashtags with your reels, okay? And that draws people in. But like I said a while ago, people don't want to consume video all the time. I know I don't. Sometimes I would rather just be quiet and read. Yes, that's if you hear a noise in the background, and I've said this on YouTube plenty of times, there's a black walnut tree right here, and it's slamming on my little storage building out here, um, and it's right beside the window. So you can probably hear that. Just because you know how to make a reel doesn't mean that you need to slam people with reels. I've seen people, I'm going to make three reels today. Why? Why are you doing that? If you want to post a lot, put that in your Instagram stories, not your reels. Don't put that down in your reels. Put it up in your stories because in your stories, you can post several times a day and it's not going to get on people's nerves. Now your reels, you're oversaturating 
Because like I said, not everybody wants to watch video all the time. That's just the way it is. Yes, video is becoming king. But people don't want to watch it all the time. And I see some people, you know, every single is a real, 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 real. And there's no breaks in between. Like I said on my, on my profile, I like to have like a set image with text in the black background and then a reel. Um, and I just think it's messy when you don't do that. Another thing with the reels is people aren't using them enough. They're like, I don't want to show my face on camera. Honey, I don't feel like putting on makeup and doing my hair every single day either. In fact, it's rare that I show my face. If you don't want to show your face, that is absolutely fine. You don't have to because I have built a very solid business only showing my hands. Um, you can use an app like Splice and you can use photos, put together little short reels like that and then use text. You know, to get your point across about your business, you can do a voiceover, you can add in a little bit of music, throw that in your reels. See? You can use that, use blah, blah, you can use it that way. Just because you don't want to get in front of a camera doesn't mean that you can't do reels. And you don't need to be posting one reel a week. Uh, seriously, come on now. One a week. And uh, somebody asked me, well, what if I do one, maybe like one on Monday, one on Friday? No. You need to be doing it more than that. Every other day if you can. I post reels or I try to post reels every day. I know I don't do it all the time. I would like to. I would like to post one reel a day on Instagram, one reel a day on Facebook. But sometimes I just don't get to, you know. Uh, but it definitely needs to be more than twice a week. Every other day if you can do it. If you can't do it, don't stress about it. Running your business yourself should not be a stressful thing. It should be like an invigorating thing, you know, saying, hey, I'm out here, I'm running my business and I'm doing well. Even if you're not doing well, tell yourself that you're doing well, okay? And then there's some people on here, you know, all they do is talk about business, 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 business. Nobody likes to be sold to all the time. And this strategy here is for Facebook too. I've had people come to me, well, my Facebook page isn't growing. And then I look and the only thing they're trying to do is sell to people. Buy this wreath, buy this wreath. Here's a wreath I made. Here's a wreath I made. Here's this thing that I made. Here, buy this from me. Okay, people don't like that. So, And people don't want to see that on Instagram either. They don't want to see it in your reels. They don't want to see it in your stories. You know, I have a lot of stuff that I sell. You know, I run my little online shop, and I do post stuff about that. But it's always mixed in with other things. People need value. You need to stop just being out here trying to take money from people and provide them with value. And I hope that's what this podcast does. I hope it helps people out there. But you have to provide value. You have to give information. You can't always take money for your information. You need to give information as well. And you need to give a piece of yourself. You know, let people see your personality come through. You know, I'm not going to buy a wreath from somebody that I've not, you know, that I really don't know much about. I mean, I like to support people that I feel you know, are real people. You know what I'm saying? It just feels different to me when I can purchase from someone that I've seen on Facebook and I watch their videos and I listen to them talk. It's a lot different than just ordering something off of Amazon, you know? And I, I feel good when I'm trying to support a real face, you know, behind the screen. So if you can just put a little bit of your personality out there instead of just buy, 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 you know, that's, that, that's good. But then again, you don't want to do all that and not talk about your, your product or what you're offering at all. You need to talk about it and you need to stop being afraid to talk about it. Another lady was like, well, you know, I'm afraid that people are going to think I'm too salesy. No, just stop cramming it down people's throats. <laughs> then they're not going to think that you're salesy. 
use like the 30-70 rule. 30% business, 70% other. 70%, you know, posting funny pictures or saying funny things. Or, you know, I do that on Facebook. You know, I post funnies in the morning to try to give people, you know, something to laugh about, something to get their day started. And then I'll post something business and I'll post something funny. Then I'll post a craft. You know, I don't want to be on there saying, hey, I just designed this t-shirt. Go buy it. Here's another t-shirt. Go buy it. Here's a coffee mug. Go buy it. Go buy, buy, buy. No, don't do that to people. Or if you do that to people, you need to have something that you offer in return for free. Like I, like I said, I love digital design, you know, graphic design. And I put together digital papers. And everybody's like, well, you should sell those on Etsy. No, I give them away for free. Because I do make a little bit of money off my blog post when people come to visit. That's why those ads pop up. I make money off of that. But I can give it away for free. You know? I am providing value. My YouTube videos, I provide value. I show people how to make things that they can sell to help their families. Try to provide value instead of just trying to cram sales down people's throats. And then there's always going to be people, and I get this all the time too, there are always going to be people out there that get mad at you because you don't give them enough. I think I give a lot. I try to. I try to give a lot. But I'm just like everybody else out there. I've got bills that I have to pay, so yeah, I sell things too. You can't get mad at somebody for providing for their family. And people need this. They need to get over that. Okay. It's silly. Get over that. Um, but I do give a lot of free things. And I've had a handful of people. So will you drop ship. Yeah. Well, teach me how. No. That's a very deep subject. And there's so much involved. Nobody taught me. Okay. I had to learn. And I'm not, you know, opposed to teaching people. But it, that takes up a whole lot of time. A whole lot of time and there's just so many things that you need to go into and it's going to be different really for each person okay because if you're like in this line of work or if you're like in in this section over here and you're you got a wreath business and you want to get something started revolving around crafts that's you know completely different than this thing over here and that thing over there and it can get very messy you know and it's something that i prefer to not to get into People are like, well, teach me how to publish books. No, <laughs> you know, no, I, I'm not going to get into that. That's something that I do. I give plenty and I mean absolutely plenty of free information. Don't feel obligated to give your life away. Okay, you don't have to. Don't feel obligated to give your life away. If you are a social media manager, um, there's plenty of people out there that do that. Um, if you are one of those people... You need to stay on course because I have I have those types asking me questions too. You know, stay on course and you're just going to have to get over these people that get mad because you won't hold their hand and show them step by step how to do everything. You don't have to. No matter what line of work you're in, no matter what you're posting on Instagram, you don't have to answer everybody and you don't have to cave in to everyone's demands. And this this is another thing. I'm going to tell you this right now. Let me, let me tell you this and then I'm going to go because I'm almost at a 40 minute mark. Goodness gracious. I'm almost at the 40 minute mark and this is gonna be the last thing one of these social media managers whatever said you need to try to respond to every single comment on Instagram respond to every comment on your post no absolutely do not do that let me tell you why you do not need to do that if, if you want to communicate with people that is excellent you need to do it in the first 20 to 30 minutes that you make that post set there and answer people and comment back to people whether you just like their comment and move on. Do that in the first 30 minutes. But I'm going to tell you right now, as you grow, it is going not 
be feasible for you to sit there and respond to every single comment. I used to do that on YouTube. I would sit there all day long and respond to every comment I got. And then, you know, I can't, I, I can't physically do that. Now, if you want to have a page mod or a channel mod or a group mod, you know, whatever you want to do that can respond to people, um, more power to you, but it's not needed. Okay. It's not needed. Um, because once you respond to everybody all the time, people are going to expect that. And then when it just gets out of hand and you can't do it anymore, then people are going to start complaining about it. Well, you don't talk to anybody anymore because I can't physically do it. Now, do you want me to go hire somebody that can sit here and talk to you? And it's not going to be me that you're talking to. You can go talk to somebody else. People don't want that either. They're following you. They want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to your neighbor or your friend or whoever it is that you have, you know, responding to people in your comments. They don't want that. They want to talk to you. And you just can't get to everybody. If somebody has a legitimate concern, a legitimate question, and they need real help, and it's something that, you know, you feel like, yeah, I need to give this person this help, then, you know, do that. But other than that, don't, don't stop making yourself feel guilty because you can't get to everybody because nobody can get to everybody. There are creators out there that don't answer anybody. You know, I don't want to be one of those creators. I do everything in my power to try to get back to people. And sometimes you can't, and people have to understand that. But anyway, I hope that this helps somebody. If you would, please go back and listen to some of my past episodes. Stay tuned for future episodes and I will talk to y'all later. Bye. You've been listening to the This Southern Girl Can Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, Don't forget to follow so you'll be notified of upcoming episodes. Take care and we'll see you next time.